Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. Two weeks in a row. (laughs) (laughs) And on this episode, of course, do some games of late. And uh, Ryan. (laughs) It's the Hype Train Spectacular with Jason and Julie of Dyson Dragons. Welcome, folks. Hello. Thank you for having us. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Before we get into some games of late, Ryan, why don't you introduce, because you've got a very good uh, uh, um, uh, segment that you guys collaborate on. So uh, who's sitting in the sitting in the guest spot this episode? Yeah, as you heard from the intro, we have Jason and Julie from Dyson Dragons. They're joining us today. Welcome, folks. Thank you very much for having us, like I said uh, earlier, but uh, always wanted to be on the show. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Jason, uh, Jason does a, a segment, as you were alluding to, uh, Norm, uh, with Ryan, and he talks about Ryan all the time. <laughs> They're buddies. <laughs> and he keeps saying, too bad we can't go out west right now. Well, Did we you see oh. this text? Did you see this text he sent me? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, so... are you guys chatting again? Yeah. That's what I'm like. You just wish Ron was chatting with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and you know what? To talk about that, that that I think that just makes me smile so much because that's a result of the uh, this community that we're building, the What You've Been Playing Wednesday uh, cast. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, this would have, in my head, all these co- connections and relationships, um, it, they just got jump started by this this fantastic thing that everybody's participating on. So thank you for that too. You well, guys yeah. are yeah. Thank you for having awesome, us so man. much. Been playing we just like it. just like NHL, the original six, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Jason and Julie they've contributed almost every single episode. I think, I think. we missed like five or six. One of them. From yeah, you, you know, it's, then, it's a really good track record. Yeah, we you stopped see, for, for a while there because I couldn't play any games, so we just didn't have anything to contribute. And <laughs> and 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 Ryan is holding back the math teacher in him because he's wanting to quantify this. He's he's wanting to hit a percentage or, or yeah, because he's just <laughs> there's a lot of people that have a better percentage than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just always forget to record my segment. <laughs> and then yeah, usually the next day at school he's like, oh, 
it's Wednesday. Okay, next week. <laughs> yeah. We all we we all have small children, so we yeah. know how easy it is to lose track of time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I often refer to how how old is your your child? You have a, a baby boy, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Eighteen months this weekend. Okay. Oh my goodness! Wow. And uh, he loves dice. So whenever we're playing a game with dice, he has to come sit with us, which is awesome. No, he has to throw them. Ooh. And sometimes they go over the table. He just throws them clear off the table. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's usually when you're with the dice tray trying to catch it like a fielder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, though. We're playing Descent, and sometimes I'll just be like, here's your dice. And then he's playing with his dice. And he's like, wait a second. Those aren't the same dice as mommy and daddy has. Daddy and needs like, a 12. Where did the die go? And Julie's like, it's, it's over there by the uh, in the corner by the turtle's machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the dog just ate it, so you'll have to follow him later. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's a great transition. A poop joke. Okay, so um, yeah. solid number two. Solid number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so welcome Dave. to Cardboard Conjecture, folks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah my favorite joke is uh, uh, poop jokes aren't the funniest, but they're solid number two. Yeah. Um, uh, so Brian, games of late, onk. You've oh, been yeah. talking oh, my ear okay. off about this one. Sure. Love it. So I'm going to talk about in our segment here, I'm going to talk about Ankh by Simon. Come on. I don't even know how you want to pronounce it anymore. Uh, games publishing. It's an Eric Lang design. Adrian Smith is one of the artists on it. Um, this is the last, I think it's the last in his trilogy of his big box epic style games that started with Blood Rage and Blood Rage is a great game. And then it came out was Rising Sun. Rising Sun was a really good game too. And now Ankh has finally arrived. And my wife and I have been playing it a lot of two-player because um, Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon recommended, they said, this was actually a really good two-player implementation and really good two-player rules in it. So my wife and I decided we were going to try out the two-player rules. And so in Ankh, you're, you're what is it, your giant... Egyptian gods yeah. and you got your followers and your warriors that you're following. And really what you're trying to do is you're trying to control different spots on the map and more different types of spots. Like there's temples and pyramids and obelisks. And as long as you can control different types and a number of different types in the separated out regions, every now and then there's going to be a scoring round and as long as you can control the most of those types of uh, monuments and buildings and whatnot, you're going to score some devotion. And devotion in this game is the victory points. And there comes a big scenario book that comes along with it. So it's not like um, like Rising Sun and Blood Rage where there's just like static setups to the game. There are actually different scenarios in different places where these there's like actual things that start on the board where do you actually start on the board type of thing and then there's an actual two player only scenario in the scenario book that we've actually been playing and it's really really good it tightens up the map cool which i really like they what they do with the tightening up the map you can't just go exploring everywhere you're always in each other's faces <laughs> which that that's the way that you have to have this type of two player game if it's conflict oriented you got to be right in each other's faces. And my wife is digging it. She wants to play Ankh like 
Like, and she never wanted to play Blood Rage. She didn't yeah. like Blood Rage. She played Rising Sun once and said, eh, that was okay. And then Ankh, she's like, oh, do I, it's another one of these games. Uh, and then we played it. And then we played it. And she's like, okay, this was like really good. She's like, this is like risk on steroids, which, which nice. I was like, well, Blood Rage was kind of like the success, like the, the inspiration. Yeah came from risk and everything. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this one is more risk than blood rage. Yeah, Eric Lang thing. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My wife, the, uh, the reluctant gamer. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've actually been enjoying it. Uh, in the two player rules, you don't play with the merge mechanic, say, which, yeah, is the, that, which is the highly, I don't know if you want to call it controversial. Talk there's about. a big, it is talked about. It's really, really talked about a lot. Uh, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. There doesn't really seem to be a lot of people in it. But the, in the two-player game, there's no merging. It's just straight up try to get to try to get to the top of the devotion track the first, or uh, as or higher. Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of different things about that merge mechanic. People seem to love it and hate mm -hmm. it, like you said. It seems to me though that it's typically the execution of it. Like uh, most people, I don't think would mind, but the fact that you could be, you know in third place and have to merge with the fourth place player, but you might only be like one or mm. two points back, but you're still in that third place and you're forced to merge. That seems to be where right. the biggest amount of contention comes in. If you get two players that aren't doing well and they merge together and have a better chance to win, people seem to enjoy it at that, that aspect or if they like to play co-ops. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was thinking about Ankh because I was like, maybe Julie and I would uh, enjoy this one. But uh, then I saw the price tag and I was like, I think I'm going to duck this one. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. In your face that combat, not the greatest for us. There are a few <laughs> in your face combat games that you like, but like, I, that's why I said I ducked it because of the price. It wasn't one of the ones I could take the chance on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're right too. That merge mechanic, it, it seems to be more divided if that third player has to drop a lot to get to the fourth player, back down to the fourth player, or if that third and fourth are actually really quite close on the devotion track and they don't have to drop down as much. I feel like that's the, um, that's the thing that people are kind of complaining about. If that fourth mm -hmm. player or that person who's in last place is really in last place and that person has to drop all the way down to them, that's where people are like, <laughs> When yeah, they have okay. to anchor up to something. <laughs> so this is where yeah. like multiple plays and really getting to know the system of the game, making sure everybody's like on the same footing. That's where those scores will be actually a lot tighter when mm -hmm. that merge mechanic happens. And that's kind of like what you really want to do in those multiple player games. I'm just thinking, well, I'm, I'm just conjecture because yeah. we've only just played a two player. Well, and I, I've, I've not been head you know, head first into these games like you have, but I'm just thinking that, that when people know about that merge mechanic, that'll be part of the, the tactical strategy of the game where you're trying to get yourself into this position. So yeah. you don't get captured by that merge mechanic, right? And lots of reminders. Remember, remember it's coming up in like three rounds. Oh, really? Okay, it's coming up in two more rounds. Okay. It's coming up like the next time that it triggers. Does the game do that to you? Or, or, or you're just it, well, like there, there's a there's an actual spot on the event track that okay. will say as this event track marker is moving you can see it getting closer so and never closer a surprise to that point. okay it shouldn't be a surprise okay because that would be my only complaint if it caught you by guard going hey what do you mean no i was no next round yeah. right but if you could see it coming then 
That's, I mean, that's got to be part of the strategy, right? You know, so. like a gas gauge. <laughs> you don't just watch it till it tanks out. It's like you go fill it up, right? I, no, no, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're talking about my university days. Uh, cool. Come on, I, I, I can get to Saskatoon from Davidson on a quarter tank. <laughs> of course I can. Oh, see, I'm thinking Kramer now. From we could go, we could go. It's just riding on the E. Yeah. Um. Uh, so it's a good two-player experience. Uh, Big thumbs up from me. I was going to say, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, for me, games of late, the uh, it, because in the morning, every morning getting Daniel ready for the bus, we used to do Crokinole every, you know, for a long time, and then we'd switch. And cool. uh, But now it's been uh, Word on the Street, which is which took, completely caught mm-hmm. me by surprise. Um, and, and this is uh, designed by Jack Degnan, I believe, and it's published by Out of the Box Publishing. But what caught my attention is that it was a Mensa Select game. And um, yeah, and this one just because it's a kid's thing, right? So um, I'm looking at it and uh, it's, yeah, two to 10 players. It says uh, 12 and up, but um, I scaffold it for Daniel. And for those who don't know Daniel, uh, he's, oh my, he's in grade 11 now. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Yeah, but, and Daniel has Down syndrome. So there's a lot of uh, games that will will play, but then I'll, I'll scaffold the, the rules a little bit so that so that he can fit into the game. And what we do is uh, it's a very cool game. You have this center line and it's it's basically a tug of war game with letters, which is so cool. Um, no vowels because, you know, vowels. Right. Um, but uh, it's your most they're not common, real letters. Yeah, they're not. They're, <laughs> you just rent them. Right. They're just. And then they're gone. Um, buy them. And you've got to buy them for what? Pat Sajak and Vanna White. And they yeah. charge a lot of money for those vows. Exactly. So don't use them. Um, but, uh, and then the, the like X, you know, certain letters that are very hard to find words in. They've, they've kind of tightened up the alphabet. And uh, so on the center line, you have the alphabet. And then there's two spaces to the left of a road and two spaces to the right. So each letter has this kind of street. And what you do is you pay, come out of this big random card pile and say, names uh, something on a pizza, right? And you'd be like, oh, tomato. And then you'd, you'd basically move the letters That's as- the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> tomato sauce. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so we're going to argue about a p- pizzas. <laughs> I would have said pepperoni. Pizza in town. No. Um, so yeah, it's basically this tug of war. And there's a timer because um, I could see people- who are and this says it, it you know plays to to uh, you know a, a higher age as well. But I could see people um, trying to, as Ryan likes to say, math it out and see what what word will have the most letters to push it. Because once you push it off the board, you claim that letter. And once you claim eight letters, you win the game. And uh, so that's the that's the crux of the, how this game works. Now for Daniel and I have a whiteboard, and when I take the card out, uh, um, you know, I'll, he'll read the sentence out to practice his reading, and then he'll give me an answer, and I'll write it on the whiteboard, and I'll give it to him. And then each time he moves a letter, he erases it, kind of thing. So, you know, I feel sorry for him that he's got uh, uh, two uh, parents uh, um, that are teachers because there's never any real having fun. You have to learn all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's one of those games that uh, works great with Daniel, practicing uh, the reading part, practicing. And 
because, and this is kind of cool that uh, you guys are on because you guys are from Montreal, one of our bilingual cities in the country. Um, we do it in French sometimes too. So I'll, I'll read the sentence in French and he'll give me the, the answer in French. And uh, a lot of times he'll, he'll go, tomate, huh? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> which, is, which is for the English people, that, which is French for, hey, right? Um, <laughs> uh, so like a little bit of a Montreal East End francophone Italian. Kind yeah, of huh? <laughs> That's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> See, for the, for the Frank, the, the Francais squad community, that's pretty much like a, you know, a, a period at the end. It's like, hey, huh? Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's well, see. Ryan's in trouble now because it'll just be a lot of a lot of I, concussive sounds during the co commentary. I walk into your French class and I just I hear you guys talk and I say I don't speak Spanish and then I just walk out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the word on the street. Um, I uh, Sophie and I play too, and and she's she's a uh, grade seven reads a lot. So I totally have the timer and I'll, I'll just look at her and go, tick, 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 tick. and she's stressed out. I can't think of a word. I'm like, yeah. Cause daddy don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think cheap. this guy doing that too. Hey. Oh yeah. I'm staring at you. I'm staring. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I need a word. I need a word. Right. So this yeah. It looks really cool. Well, I was going to say you Regan's grade one. He's just in grade one right now. Yeah, he's this really will be kind of getting, he's really getting his uh, reading on, his yeah. sight words going. This would be a fantastic game for him. Absolutely. Probably a little early for our little guy who just figured out how to say car. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean. He's got, he's got the C. He'll claim the C tile. Yeah. Uh, yes. Car. Car. And Buzz. He's a huge fan of Buzz Lightyear. So Buzz is oh, like his favorite yeah. word. There we go. So yes, um, uh, so yeah, don't want to exclude you guys. What uh, what have you guys been playing of late? Uh, we've been playing two games as of late. Uh, one of them, uh, I think, we'll have just released our review. The other one has been living on our table for about the the last month. Uh -huh. So, which one do you want to talk about first, Julie? <laughs> so, one of my favorite games, Descent. Yeah, oh. Descent: Legends of the Dark. It is published by Fantasy Flight Games. And designed by Kerrigan Tell Dunk and Nathan Hadgett. So this is an app-assisted full co-op version of the set. Well, because maybe not a version, it's definitely not a third edition. It's an entirely new game. Mm -hmm. That's what they called it, Legends of the Dark. And you're going to be going through a story. You're going to be upgrading your weapons. And all of the upgrades and stuff are going to be done on the app. You can, well, I haven't been able to upgrade the town, but you'll be going like, back and forth from town. There's even little story events and you'll pick up items along the way. And you also have really cool miniatures, probably some of the best miniatures that uh, oh, FFG yeah. has uh, ever produced. And yes. so we're definitely enjoying the story so far. Uh, interestingly enough, you'll notice that the, if you're watching this on video, it's a very pale green color. They designed everything to be colorblind friendly nice. that's why if you do not like the colors in the game they weren't designed for you they're designed to be friendly to everyone Inclusive. and it has awesome 3d yeah. terrain right on 
And oh, yeah, that terrain yeah. is gorgeous. A pain in the butt to assemble initially, but it's so worth it because they had the big, deep box that you don't have to disassemble <laughs> it afterwards. I was going to say, I put a little note here because I don't have it. Ryan has it, and I've seen the box, and I just put a note going, yeah, and the game comes in its own small shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's this massive extended, it looks like What's three ticket to, looks like three ticket to ride boxes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. It's to fit yeah, the cube. dragon. The dragon's too cool. I mean, just the dragon is enough to <laughs> yeah, we right really enjoyed it. Uh, we've been going through the story. We've actually played uh if you're watching this, you can see it behind me, Lord of the Rings, uh, Journeys in Middle Earth. We played through all of that, like every single campaign. It's the same designers. Yeah. So we knew exactly what we were getting into. Now, you, I find that the, the board and the state is very important. The cards are important. The app really does all of the bookkeeping, the annoying stuff. It calculates the hits. And because you're using an app, you can use some really cool upgrades. Like you'll get this 5% chance of something awesome happening on every attack or this. And that's stuff that would be incredibly difficult to do with just the cards. Mm -hmm. rolling dice yeah so that's one thing that i really enjoy about the app but it's definitely not for everyone i do like the story that's telling as well and the interactions in the app that let you know decide the fate of your own character one question i have for both of you from my perspective because like i said i don't know i have the other one right the 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 second edition um but with this new app do you guys find that it's too scripted or do you find that there is at least some agency in the game when you when you're going from kind of scene to scene it's it's fairly it's scripted it's fairly scripted but you still do have a fair bit of agency in terms of how you're going to go okay. to the different scenes so i mean if you've played descent journeys in the dark or like uh star wars imperial assault those are still scripted yeah. you, if you're playing against an overlord it's you go to this mission then depending on the result, you go to A or B. So it's still like so that. So there's still some dynamic in the scene. Cool. Yeah. So you will be able to decide what you're going to do. What you interact with on the map is a, is a big deal. If you want to go see all the little story elements, you can. Uh, the way your characters will interact in certain situations, you'll have a choice uh, based on their different virtues. And that mm -hmm. will change the story a little later on. Nice. Now, I don't want to say that this game is like infinitely replayable. I'm fairly certain that once this campaign is done, we're not going to touch it again for a long time. Doesn't mean I'd never replay it. Yeah. It's just not the kind of thing that you're going to take out and play it again because there's a lot of branching paths. How many, so how many scenarios? How many scenarios have you played through so far? Well, what, six or seven? So we're about wow. getting close to the halfway point. Oh, Great. cool. And Ryan, nice, how many nice. have you got through? Um, I've done four. I've only done four scenarios. How many have you had it, to repeat? Well, I don't think we, I don't think, oh, we repeat. It, it's I not, think it's a, it, it's a fail forward. Oh, okay. Cool. It? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, much like they're much, much, much like Lord of the, much like Lord of the Rings. You just okay. might start, you just might start with a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a hindrance maybe going in or maybe some sort of, some sort of story narrative after the mission happens because of what happened i'm i'm so used to descent second edition where it's sort of like you suck try it again it's like <laughs> okay <laughs> let's reset this whole thing um cool well and you guys said you had another one that you yeah throw it in 
Yeah. Did you want to say what your favorite part of the game is? I know I kind of ran away with the explanation. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's what I do on our shows. So. <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to tell me my favorite part. Of, I'm supposed to <laughs> what is your favorite part of the game? I'm not going to tell you. But I, I, not words on the street. I'm not going to give you words and put them into your mouth. You know? For anybody who watches our reviews, that's what he does most of the time. You think this about this review, right? <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> no, I ask you the question. Uh, I really like the combat in this. I do. I like the combat, mm. the way it works with the app. Um, I miss the widow Tara from the uh, second edition. That was my favorite. She was like OP to the max. Our our characters are pretty uh, are getting pretty OP though. It's 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 been a lot of fun. Yeah, the trinkets make a huge difference. So trinkets and recipes in this. We have an upgraded wanderer stone, and I'll have to send you uh, the pick, Ryan. But uh, Galadin hit a character for thirty five damage in one shot. Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Like I said, I like the combat. <laughs> We've been actually playing two other games. We can talk about them really quickly, which is we played them both this weekend. So we played uh, Gargoyles. Yes, I saw that oh, on Twitter. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, saw the, I saw the pictures. Uh, which is a very, very easy game. And that's very the uh, Prospero Hall team, right? Uh, no, it wasn't oh. Prospero Hall. It would have been a lot better if it was Prospero oh, Hall. Oh, there's this was by Nate Heiss. Uh, it's for ages 10 and above. Supposed to play in about 45 to 60 minutes. We've only had the most complicated scenario literally push us to that 60 minute mark. Everything else has been about 20 minutes. And to be fair, the only reason is because it has a mechanic that forces you to only be able to advance an aspect of it one uh, one space at a time, let's say. So I said to Jason, well, if I do the math, that means it's going to take us a minimum of you know nine turns to get this done if nothing else happens. So... <laughs> Uh, for anybody who plays games, it's this is a this is a beginner game. It's for mm -hmm. someone who doesn't play a lot of games. Um, so Jason got very frustrated because he got very very bored, and he's like, "What's the point?" So <laughs> I, oh, it's somebody needs to blow up. <laughs> no, not quite that. It, we got cards and basic actions, and we both played as different characters where we literally didn't play one of their cards at all throughout the entire game. We focused on the objectives. We completed the basic actions. In the first scenario, we took out one of the main villains with the second character. It was literally, so our objective is to beat her up. Yes. Okay. Bam, bam. She's out of the game. What's our next objective? Bam. What's the next objective? Oh. So, so, you, so you basically were going shoe shopping. Yeah. It, <laughs> with, pretty, pretty much. Just get it off the list and get home. Come on. And then the minions in uh, the... The last scenario we played were a complete non-starter. They didn't even activate the entire game. Oh. There was no point in interacting with them or doing anything. I, I wish this was a Prosper Hall game. <laughs> just, that was the best really review good at right games. there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks beautiful on the table, though, but if you're... Oh, the table presence looks amazing. It is. It's, it's, and that's what, you know, Jason pulled out a bunch of games and said, what do you want to play this weekend? And I'm like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why we played it. And now Jason's, you know, wanting more <laughs> of something else. Sort of like, else. sort of like cotton candy. Didn't really fill you up, but man, it, it was sweet for a second. <laughs> I remember there was a Twitter post, um, Chad from A Dice of Men. It was around the same time that Gargoyles was announced and Descent was being just released. And everybody's like, all like, ooh, look at the Descent terrain. Look at the Descent terrain. And then Chad posts, Here's gargoyles. Hold my beer. Because <laughs> the train does look great. The buildings look fantastic when you're finally set up. But you had a complaint about that, 
too, I think a little small thing that you have to. Uh, you've unlike descent. So it's actually cool that we're talking about both of them. They don't fit in the box assembled. So you have to disassemble them every single time. And the cardboard was already coming apart. I spent a good 15 minutes super gluing the pieces all back together. I oh, knew it wasn't going to be a fun start to the game when all I could hear was Jason going, <laughs> <laughs> referencing sons and mothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking, what, what's yeah. like the Looney Tunes? If you're a 90s kid that has kids, nostalgia, yeah. You can introduce them to this game. That being said, I don't know how much plays you're going to get out of it, but thankfully it's a Ravensburger game, so it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Right on. And then the only other thing we played was uh, Rolling Realms, and we've been enjoying uh, Rolling Realms, so we got a review copy from uh, Stonemeyer Games, and that's that's the one that's the game that Julie's been kicking my my butt on because uh, <laughs> I don't like rolling rights. I think it's just time to say it like. I'm not good at them. I don't like them. I don't engage with them very well. There's not enough advanced strategy thinking. And and Jason just gets like, he's he's trying to figure out the next move and, and how to, you know, plan five steps ahead to, you know, come up with that giant move. And it just doesn't work that way. So it, he got it, caught up in that. It doesn't make sense to you, right? Yeah, that's like me and country music. <laughs> oh, I, uh, country music doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. It's time to get on the hype train. We have Ryan. Let's give us let's give us one more introduction and pass it over to them because uh, how this hype train works is uh, quickly I'll tell you um, we invite somebody on the show to talk about uh, a game or games that need some attention and some love because there's just so many games out there or a game from the past that people just forget about how brilliant it is. And how every other game is trying to be that game. So why not just pay attention to that game? And uh, that's why we got the hype train going on. And Ryan, give us our latest passengers on the hype train. (laughs) Tickets, please. Good friends of the show. Amazing what you've been playing Wednesday cast members. Jason and Julie from Dyson Dragons. Pump up your content, folks, and give us what you what do you think is should deserve some hype all right all right so i will let her tell you where to find us did, she's did better you get, yeah you know, yeah you can find us on uh youtube facebook instagram at dyson dragons and twitter at dyson dragon because for some reason jason wasn't able to shake the other guy who got the other one i tried else. to track him down i, I threatened him it didn't work i'm sorry so dyson dragons <laughs> And uh, you can catch one of our uh, reviews come out generally on third Thursdays on YouTube. And uh, normally on Tuesdays, Jason has some other things going on. 
stuff. With, uh, yeah, with Ryan, you, you may see a Kickstarter excess or value where we do deep dives on Kickstarter games and see if, you know, should you back it? Uh, did we back it? Are we trying to talk each other out of backing it's the game? Just a therapy group. Come on. That's <laughs> what the latest, se- the latest session was good therapy on my part. Uh, <laughs> you folks will see about that pretty, pretty soon. Now, now I forgot to mention the thing. The cool thing about the, the hype train is that no one's told us anything about the games they picked. And I don't think you guys have told each other, have you? I have no idea what he's going to pick. Yeah. It's I like Christmas. Say, so hopefully you don't think that we picked the same game, because if you know anything about us, we don't tend to agree on, on that kind of thing. It just makes you know it more fun that way. I, I helped her pick her game because she was like, which of the games that we really enjoy that like need a little bit of love since I'm the one that's more active in the community. So I, I kind of gave her the list and then she went and, the one that she wanted to do but we looked over all of our games like our whole collection together and i'm like here's one here's one here's one here's one she's like okay i got it i'm not gonna go off and figure it out so i talk about this game all the time all the time i keep referencing it when we talk about that when we do some videos so i mean if anybody's listened to our videos it shouldn't surprise people that i think legendary encounters x files is a game that does not get enough love. Now, first of all, I I have to confess, I am an X-File. And if you know anything about X-Files, it's the P-H-I-L-E kind of X-File. I (laughs) loved the show. And this is a game, because Jason, Jason's a very good husband. He's bought me every X-File game he can. Nice. And most of them are pure garbage. Okay, and that's, I'm going to take a step back here. The IDW game is not necessarily pure garbage, but it has some serious flaws that weighed it strongly in favor of the one in a one versus many scenario. When you're able to drop cases like that take like 12 or 13 value to defeat, she just goes one, two, three in a row. I'm like, well, that's just ridiculous. We're never going to win. <laughs> so uh, Legendary Encounters is... Uh, of it's a it's a deck building game uh, by Upper Deck. Um, it is a cooperative. Yes, no. this is a cooperative yes, game. I'm like How, yes, it is cooperative. But you're not wrong because Legendary, the other system, is semi co-op. Yeah. And there's also a versus mode in Legendary Encounters Aliens. You can play that one competitively. Cool. So this uh, the X Files version. I mean, there are a lot of legendary games, or a lot of legendary encounters games, um, but this one plays really differently, and it really it it really takes into uh, the the X Files series the way the the mentality, the different the cases, the oh nice like so you feel like you are an agent, and you're really you know you're you're playing out those. Uh, those conspiracies and you're trying to figure it out and you've got uh, case files, but you really have to build through them. Uh, and the more clues you find, the easier it is to defeat the villain. This is probably one of the legendary games that I can, that's the easiest to convince Jason to play. You actually do like this version. I do like this one. I like all the versions uh, of the game, actually. I just, I haven't been as into Marvel as of late, mainly because we've got Marvel Champions. So I'm like, if we're going to play a Marvel game, yeah. why wouldn't I just play Marvel Champions? Agreed. Absolutely. But I like the encounter system. I really enjoy the way that this captures the spirit of the X-Files. The fact that uh, when you're buying cards, you've got the Bureau, 
and you actually get special effects from buying the cards as well. And the big difference for legendary encounters is that both the resource types are used. So like your fight value and your purchasing power can be used to defeat the enemy cards. Oh. So I think it's really cool. And um, your beliefs help you out. Yeah. So, in, and, uh, you know, Mulder and Scully, if you watch the show, have different strengths. They have their beliefs that, yeah. you know, off each other. Well, they also help them in the game as well. So I cool. thought that was a really cool integration as well. Yeah. And then you have those uh, priority evidence cards, which will actually weaken the final, like, villain. And what's really cool about the game, it's divided up into three segments. So he's he's selling my hype train. Isn't he great? <laughs> I'm doing my husband's job. <laughs> Put it over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the board here, and there's, I mean, if anybody's played the legendary stuff, it's got a very comfortable familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. Like the field in the middle, you got your market on the bottom. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's the bureau, and that's where you're recruiting agents and you're recruiting resources. It's, uh, you know, and, and you've got the uh, conspiracy track. Uh, mm-hmm top so it's it's very x-files it's a fun game to play uh you know and it's in that sweet spot as far as i'm concerned you know it plays in about 60 minutes Eh, sometimes a little longer (laughs) but you've got three chunks it's seasons one to three seasons four through six and then season seven through nine which you can can drop you know because you know who cares about reyes (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can still take Mulder and scully all the way through you can actually play it like in a full yeah. sequence carrying mm. over. Nice. It's funny because we were watching, I, I rewatched the video just to remind my, our, our review. And uh, Jason goes, are you, who are you going to play, Reyes? I'm like, did you even watch the X-Files? Because nobody <laughs> who's watched the X-Files would even think about playing Reyes. <laughs> this episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Loan right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Anyway, so Jason, which I have no idea. I know you had a couple you talked about. Which one Which one did you want to hype up? Well, I, I decided to, I had two that I was really looking at, but finally I decided to go, I know, I decided <laughs> to go with the one that was designed by some good Canadian boys Ooh, and good Canadian go. businessmen. So I decided that we needed to hype up more. Terminator Genesis Rise of the Resistance, published by River Horse and designed by Team Lindvander. And uh, these guys do a lot of really cool stuff. They even have a board game cafe that's like Camelot themed. They've done like a whole bunch of different games and they've really become a design studio now. They're also doing uh, Divinity Original Sin. And I, they took what's probably one of the worst Terminator movies <laughs> and they turned it into- a great game but that being said there's only like two good terminator movies so yeah one of the worst is pretty much all of them at this point <laughs> so this this is, this is the river horse yeah um, the river okay. horse game. cool yeah and i'm on the page yeah what's interesting is this was a failed kickstarter and river horse believed in it so much that they're like you know what i know we can get this done 
So they just decided to publish it and they took pre-orders. So I've got the game. I have the hard to find fall of Skynet expansion. And what it does is it tells the story of how you're taking out Skynet. So this is set before the movie. So you okay. have like the T-800 that eventually is sent back in time in T-2 because it, Terminator Genesis, is, it does a whole bunch of weird timeline stuff. But in any case, this whole part is like the prequel to T-2. So like screw the rest of this movie. Yeah. It sucks. We're just going to write the part that's about a prequel to T-2. <laughs> so you're, you're John Connor, you're Kyle Reese, you're the T-800, you're, uh, you're another character who is... Uh, forgot his name uh because he's not really in the the movie so mm -hmm. you and he's not really a great guy anyway you'll, if you watch the movie you'll you'll figure it out <laughs> this looks cool it's like a tile placement kind of yeah, yeah. so it is a, it is a campaign dungeon crawl you can play each scenario as a one-off or you will nice. carry through your weapons and equipment so all of the miniatures have a lot of detail like everything all the terminators are gray and metallic so they really capture the essence of that future war and what you do is you've got four dice you roll the dice and then you'll use them to activate different actions either on your cards or on your player board and sometimes the die value will give you an extra benefit so you'll get an extra effect if you use a four or five or six one two three or a specific value and then you've got to complete the the specific missions and you know bring down uh bring down Skynet and send the Terminator back in time to save, uh, save John Connor. So really fun. It's got this interesting track with how the enemies will come back in after they're defeated. Uh, they each have a colored base. They'll go to the back of the line. Uh, and you've got some really fun, cool weapons with lots of long range. <laughs> distances. So you like a sniper rifle that can shoot across the map. And this game isn't easy. You can even check out our playthrough. I did a solo playthrough in it, yeah. and I absolutely got murdered. In the end, you actually see me surrounded by Terminators, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to have this one alive. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones. Because I was going to ask, every good cooperative game is really hard to win, because I'm not a big fan of the ones where it's like two games in, you're like, okay, I beat it. I'm bored. <laughs> yep. This, you have to work together. And... I mean, one of the missions that we played, and it, it's been a while since it hit the table, but it's one of the ones that's only in my collection. I actually get messages because of the videos, like, hey, do you want to sell your copy? <laughs> or like specifically the expansion because no one can find it. And I'm always like, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to get back to like our vehicle to get away. And then like my character gets shot and I'm down. So then we're like, oh man, we've got to like go out and get them. So it's like, who's got the sniper rifle? And like Julie's trying to stay back and like snipe the guys that are shooting at me. And then like the Terminator's running out to like pick me up. Cause I'm like John Connor's like pulling me back in. So it's just really cool because you, it's not easy. It's not I'd say the most challenging, but you, you can definitely die in this game and things can go real sideways on you because there is a definitely a high random element with regards to the spawn which can make it a little bit easier but i find that any long cooperative game if it kind of like has a little bit of a swing to it can be good as well because typically when you get further down the game you've got some better weapons that can maybe compensate mm -hmm. for uh some bad spawns and things like that i'm curse looking at jason curse you <laughs> because we can't go a hype train without Ryan buying something. <laughs> I can't I can't buy Julie's game because I actually already own it. <laughs> I actually have the X-Files, but I haven't played it. 
I bought a used copy quite a while ago, but I actually haven't actually played it yet. So now it's definitely going to get played. This was featured on this show. We can count that. And I am a big X-Files fan too. I'm a huge X-Files fan. Um, I mentioned at one time that when we wanted IP-based games, I said that they need to make that exit the game, but themed with X-Files. It puzzle solving and all that kind of stuff would lend itself well. But Jason, this (laughs) Terminator has sat on Jeff's shelves at his store. Amazing stories. One of the sponsors. There's a copy sitting right there. There was a copy. (laughs) There might be. But last time that I checked, which was not that long ago, but I think, but I believe he also has the Skynet expansion. So next to it, the Skynet expansion is like not available. So if you, if you get it, buy both of them. And I'm sure if you don't love it, you'll be able to package both of them off and rehome it very easily. Cause mm. I, like I said, I've gotten Facebook messengers and <laughs> people saying like, where the heck can I find fall of Skynet? Like people from like overseas are like, I'll pay the shipping. I'm like, yeah, it's not for sale because I don't want to track this down again. Because the cool thing about Fall of Skynet is it's an in, a completely original story. So a lot of the time you hear about there was multiple <laughs> strikes on Skynet, and this is the this is them attacking Skynet Colorado. So you've got like both of these stories. So you get new characters. You can mix both characters in. It's just really cool in the way it's it's very well done. And I had a lot of fun. The minis are good. They're a little fragile, but still very good quality minis. And uh, River it? Horse makes some nice. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm starting to laugh because I'm watching Ryan, and you're 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 in the process of buying this game, aren't you? The, you you guys are watching. You, this is <laughs> this is live junkie behavior right now. <laughs> <laughs> because Jason's selling the game big time, and I could see Ryan. He's just. Like his eyes are darting. I'm well, like, just, so I'm just on amazing stories. Right now, aren't you? I'm just on amazing stories website, which everybody should go and uh, visit amazing stories, comics.ca. Um, Terminator Genesis in stock fall of Skynet expansion, not in stock. Oh. So but- I, I, th- I thought that I had saw it at one point in time. Obviously it was cause it says it was in stock at one point in time, but he's still going to buy the game. <laughs> it's still so good. Got, it's a complete game. You do not yeah. need Fall of Skynet. Like they're. Uh, I'm looking at the minis and the Terminators with the two-handed sidearms. Those look awesome. Like this, and the the ships. The ships are. Oh yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> This is this is what this is what junkie behavior sounds and looks like, folks. <laughs> That's why I don't do Kickstarter that often. <laughs> hey, the, in our most recent discussion, we actually talked him out of a Kickstarter. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. That's that. It's a rare circumstance, but it actually thinking, happened. I think most of the time, you guys talk each other into buying something. <laughs> Yeah. We've actually been good. There was only one game that we all bought like live on the show. <laughs> it only happened once. Every other right. time someone has restrained themselves. At least it, yeah. That's the trifecta, isn't it? Yes, yes. There's yeah. always got to be one person that actually brings in a voice of reason and makes somebody else go, oh. Okay, oh. okay. You're making a good point. You're making a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, okay. This terminate. I've been watching. I've been looking at this game every time I go into the store. I kind of always glance over and like, well, there's that Terminator. Have game. you been stalking this game? You have been <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> well, when there we helped, put, when we helped get the website 
on oh, that's where that I first saw when we helped such a hard Jeff job get, to do. <laughs> right? We're just looking at games all day <laughs> long and putting them on a website. I think that's where I first saw this one. And I was like, oh, this actually looks really, really cool. And now we now here is here it is. It's on the hype train. I'm getting hyped for it. There you go. I don't think okay, people is- in Saskatoon. People in, listening to this in Saskatoon, you're probably not going to find it amazing stories by the time this episode drops. <laughs> there's, there's a four or five day buffer until this gets dropped and it'll be gone. <laughs> what I love about the game too is that it's so easy to play. You sold it I already. Know, but it's just, I want to make sure everyone knows it's easy to play. See. You roll the dice and you place your dice. Yeah, he's yeah. making sure now the people that can't get it are really kicking themselves that they really can't get it because I'm well, going to have it. They can always check out multizone.ca, right, Jason? Yes, they can take a look. They actually might have a copy, actually. They had a few copies of the game, but I know they don't have the expansion. Yes, but multizone.ca may have it in uh, in Gatineau. Uh, there was a few copies at Le, Le Valley in Montreal. That's probably our, our best kind of game far store. For but, people in Saskatoon, no, but, but hey, if, if you're shipping on a right? game and you get free shipping, I yeah. mean, I bought games for free shipping before. Like, don't do that. But if shipping <laughs> $10 and the game's $15, you might as well get a game at the same time. Yeah, yeah, don't do this yeah. at home, but yeah. <laughs> um, my, not that this site sponsors this, but I always talk about it. Board Game Oracle. Um, is one mm-hmm. of those kind of aggregators where if it's like, I need to, I'm trying to, like, I call it the unicorn hunt. It's like, if I can't find a game, I'll put it on there and it'll go through every store in Canada that's registered with the site. And uh, yeah, that's how I found, that's how I found some, some. That's a, da- <laughs> that, that's a, that's a dangerous site that's that, a- I, that, that I may, Ooh. that I may or may not be on right now. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the screen and Ryan's like, I'm like, you're on the site, aren't you? You're on the Oracle. <laughs> It's like you're going to you're going to Delphi talking to the Oracle. <laughs> you found one, didn't you? No, no, they're all out of stock. Okay, except for Jeff, Ma- which is Ma- Ma- amazing, amazing stories is the only one that has one copy in stock right now. Yeah, seeing this is a good thing that this isn't live because you know <laughs> it'd be gone. Yeah, it'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have those collect we have those collectors in the community. We have the collectors in the community. Oh, yeah. You know who you are if you're listening to this show. Yeah, totally gonna go buy it and flip it. I see, and I'm gonna come back to the X Files one because uh, my wife loves the X Files. I and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch some shame, but I don't think I've ever watched a full episode. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Norm gets that actually a lot. He'll say something and that you're somebody in the room is going to say, what? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the last time was at game night when we had game nights at the store. All of a sudden someone said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, I've never played Azul. And the whole room stopped and went, what? <laughs> like, how does what? the guy, how does the guy with the board game podcast not played Azul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we have a funny Azul story. And Julie needs to tell it because we've not been able to beat one person at Azul. And it's the most unlikely <laughs> person. My my mom doesn't play board games. And she plays some. She, she likes does. To she ride. likes to play. Like She likes to play Ticket to Ride, whatever. Most of the time when she's playing, she says, I don't know what I'm doing. So Azul was a great, she was quilting in her mind. She, cause it looks like you're kind of, it's stained glass, but it kind of looks, she's mm-hmm. a quilter. So she was making, she's like, Ooh, this is pretty. She kicked our <laughs> proverbial butts 
by a lot. And I'm like, this isn't even, she's like, oh, did I do well? Yeah, she scores like, it's like 60, 70, like 40, 120. Like, what? She, she went all Bobby Fisher on you guys. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I, I, she won both games that we played handily and still doesn't know how she did it. And I'm looking at her going, okay. I'm, and she keeps saying, mm-hmm. can you play that pretty quilting game again? <laughs> Yeah, the one and you'll be Skittles. like, yes, yeah. <laughs> and you're always like, yes, yeah, because somebody wants to play games. Yes. Oh yeah, cool. Well, <sighs> this was this was absolutely refreshing because um, now I, I mean, I like to I like to make sure that Ryan has some purchasing power throughout the whole episode because <laughs> 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 it's everyone you know. With the, I, I was thinking because usually it's it's Ryan on the episode, and then if Ryan's not, then it, that's the episode where I'm like. Okay, maybe I'll have to look in. You guys keep talking. I'm checking out where I could get this game. So, <laughs> so I'm glad somebody fell on the uh, on the proverbial sword here. And uh, thanks, Ryan, for you know. Anytime, take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> the hype trade. So yes, two excellent uh, inclusions onto Absolutely. the hype trade. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure the sound effect of the big chugga chugga is there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. We always have to sign off that the guests have to sound off the horn on the hype train. So, Jason and Julie, can you sign off on the hype train? Okay. Are we going to sync this up on three? <laughs> One, two, three. Choo choo! <laughs> Beauty. Beauty. <laughs> well, right that, uh, that, Excellent uh, um, closure of the hype train brings us to the end of the episode. And we always say thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to what we have to say about board games. And uh, thank you so much, Jason and Julie, for sitting in and and uh, making Ryan's wallet a little lighter this episode. <laughs> hey, hey, it was pay weekend. Yeah, that's true. For my wife, my wife's pay weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, Jen will love this game. You're such a good husband. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Jen's like a total Terminator. Terminator person. She had fun with it. It's not her favorite, but Julie did have fun with the game. I did. And so there's hope. It's, well, it's, it's likes, cost less. There's some than, good blowing up stuff in there, which made me ooh. happy. So She liked getting the big gun. I remember mm-hmm. when she started with the minigun and I was like, we kind of need to escape. And she's like, can I just shoot everything first? <laughs> <laughs> Wants to make some damage. Nice. Well, well, now that Jen, like, I know she likes Onk, I know that there's hope for these some of these styles of games out cool. there. There is hope. Yay. She surprised me a few times. There was one game and I was like, I bought it. Wasn't sure if she was going to love it. And it was uh, Ikeon by same company that did Mystia. She didn't really love Mystia, but we played Ikeon and she was like, I really like this one. And it's like worker placement, area control, and just the way it worked. Like, I looked at her and she, I'm like, are we playing again? Like right now? And she's like, yeah, right now. And I'm like, that was like a two hour game and you want to play again right away? And we were in each other's Sweet. face. She's like, yeah, I was cool. really surprised. And it's a beautiful game too. All right. Well, that- that, Brian, it's, you can only get it in Europe. Save your wallet. <laughs> what 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 Ikeon? Yes. I have it. Okay. I have a bag. I backed the Kickstarter. <laughs> well, 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 that being said, is that, is that surprising at this point? <laughs> yeah. There's a big shock. <laughs> well, I have, Mystia, uh, I have Mystia too. 
let's uh let's find our way out the back of this episode and uh because <laughs> ryan's gonna be like okay we need to talk some more, some more games <laughs> uh, so that being said i'm your host norm i'm ryan and we'll catch you later This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.